Welcome to Reboot IT, brought to you by Delcor. We're bringing the latest in association and nonprofit technology. And now, part two of Dave's OKR discussion with Juan, here's Delcor president, Dave Coriel. So you're a year and a half to two years in, right? Based on how we started this conversation. So let's talk about a little bit more specifics relevant to your your experience and relevant to your um, your results. You know what you've how, how things have turned out, and I think one thing that would be really helpful for everyone is to hear some specific examples. You know what's what's an example of an organizational OKR? Yeah. So we went through an exercise just for 2021, which is really interesting. Um, and this speaks to the theme of, well, how do you get the board involved or how do you how do you get that to happen and buy in to happen at those levels? And the key takeaway for me was that the board, for example, doesn't set an OKR. They need to know what OKRs are. Obviously, if you're if an entire business is going to engage in that, that's important. But in our in our world at Intellius, what we actually did is we went through a scenario planning exercise with them. And from that scenario planning exercise, we derived some thematic elements that then us as the executive group took in and said, all right, around these themes, let's develop, in our case, we landed on two, uh, what we're calling organizational OKRs uh, that have an objective statement and they have a collection of key results uh, within them. What we decided to do is make them uh, span a, a collection of years this is a learning moment. We're not sure that's the right answer, but we're going to try it to get to get going and have something that people can root against mm-hmm. um, Quick. and see if it works. We, we thought, talked about maybe bringing it down and, and taking those uh, organizational OKRs and making them smaller versions of those per year that then the rest of the organization can chew into per quarter. Um, I can, I mean, I can find a, a, an exact example but um let me see if i can just make one up on the fly for an organizational one and and as you're thinking about that for a second and i understand and appreciate you don't necessarily want to share internal organization goals i mean that's that's proprietary to the organization but i just want to make sure i understand so with the board you didn't tell them hey we're going to start using okrs right that that wasn't an education piece that you went to them and and talked about or it was yeah, we did. Okay. And, and yeah, in in a year and a half's time, we've met with the board uh, at least three or to four times, where we've talked about this the OKR specifically or ancillary things related to OKRs with them. Okay. So they 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 could get comfortable with the idea. So they're on board with this as a new or, or as a way of managing uh, objectives and and measuring objectives, right? And so there had to be some educational piece that went on with them too, just like with your own team. Absolutely. Then you've had a facilitator or you, or you facilitated some conversations that came up with some uh, enough content that you could draw themes out of it to write a couple of key objectives for the organization. Yes. Okay, perfect. And those are, I assume, the highest level. And then some of the examples I saw online are, um, you know, kind of like you mentioned earlier, going back to that, you want to have an awesome trip from, from D.C. to New York. That's really a, a, a high level idea awesome being in there as a qualifier of the type of trip you're having. But I imagine at an organizational level, they get more um, more of a stretch than than just getting from D.C. to New York, which, you know, you can do like awesome comes baked into the OKR in that example. 
Right. Right. There, 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 yeah, there are words in those things that, uh, you know, you, you'll hear the term battle cry, if you will, like they have to be inspiring with these objective statements. They need to mean and resonate with people. Um, and, you know, as nonprofits, obviously, we're really mission driven, right? That's a lot of the reason many of us work in these organizations. So let that come through the objectives, right? Don't make it this sort of business speak thing, like really try to inspire people through the objective statement to say, yeah, that makes total sense to me why we're headed in that direction. And I can get behind that and I can get my team behind that more importantly. So for an association that deals with uh, water safety, might it be something along the lines of that, uh, you know, North American water systems will provide the cleanest and safest water in the entire planet? Yeah. That's okay. So that's that's where we're going. Yep. yep. That's where we're going. Right. Okay, right. cool. Look at me thinking on my feet. <laughs> so. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm getting an A so far. I got to keep going. So you come up with, with one of those or a couple of those? Yeah. So in our case uh, at Intellios, we did two for a, a period of uh, four to five years. That's our take. Don't take that as sort of like sure. the, the 100%. That's what we did. Um, generally, the literature you'll see the, in, in the readings you'll do is going to say do one annual OKR for the whole company. And I think that strikes fear in some people's minds, mm -hmm. hearts, because you know, what do you mean just one thing? Can't possibly just for that one. Remember, it's a destination. It's not a list of things you're doing. And I think that's where people get really tripped up because how many performance evaluations have we been in where it's about, well, how many things did you get done? And, uh, right. and uh, you know, right. So, so fight that, fight that fear that it sounds like if you've made the objective interesting, broad and audacious enough, there should be plenty of work under that one statement. Right. And I've also read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I've read about uh, objectives that should be 10-year objectives. You know, yeah, that so, right. So you could, yes, um, that, that, is a, that is a thing. Uh, where, where I start worrying personally a little bit about that, I think it speaks to what industry are you in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it, I worry a little bit about it because uh, being in technology, you know, I mean, that's, that's right. an impossible thing. You might as if, if you know how to predict 10 years out, you know, you should be playing the lottery a lot. Right. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could be very rich winning lottery tickets by predicting the future that way. Or at least investing in companies. Or at least investing in companies, right. which yeah, I think is like playing the lottery these days. Right. Right. <laughs> so but you, some organizations might have it might fit for them to have this really long term objective under which some organizational objectives fit. And then that those objectives come down, uh, come out right to individual groups. And this is where we can start tying it to the IT group. You see an organizational objective and then you you mentioned earlier, you've and this is what's really beautiful about it is you've decided to put your own flavor on it with this home and away concept. So you might have examples of a home and an away OKR that's specific to the IT group. Is that yeah. So yeah, here's a good one that I, I can kind of rip from the from the real world again. Um, so as an IT group, cybersecurity is a thing. Turns right. out, right? So that, that's a great example of a home OKR. We're always going to have to do as a team if we're doing our job and we're meeting meeting what the business needs from us. We're always going to have an objective around cybersecurity. Uh, and in ours, it's really a simple statement. It's we literally it says protect this house. That's it. Okay. It's the objective. And every quarter, we might have different key results under that. I mentioned earlier, you know, 
uh, the idea of a security score, um, you know, any rubric that helps you understand how you're doing uh, is something you can you can track and make uh, impact on. Um, but then there are cases, for example, let's say the business wants to take a new direction and develop a, a brand new online product offering that the business has never done before. And or maybe they even have it partially rolled out, but they want to now introduce the ability to measure. Now, there's an OKR somewhere else in the business that says we want to make sure that everybody that takes um, an online course from us gives us a four or better rating. So sort of the Yelp review, right? That we want to make sure everybody gives us a four or better rating average on any product they consume online. Let's make it, let's call it an, an online course. All right. So that's an objective. That So the objective is, um, we, we an objective for our business could be, uh, we want to be the leader in, um, I don't know, call it uh, online education for the segment. That's okay. The objective. All right. So that was a key result. Yeah. So the, so the oh. right thing. So a key result. This so I failed the, now. Yeah. I was doing so well. Darn it. <laughs> the key, because it's made the key, lock in on the number. If there's a number, it's usually a key result. I should have known that from my studying. Yeah. So, so this is a key result under that objective, which is we're going to, we're going to be the leader in education online. And, uh, but in, in order to know that we're going to make sure that we're getting a four and a half, uh, average rating for the quarter on, an, on everybody's um, review. Great. So here's an example of how that turns into an away OKR for the IT group, especially if you have in-house development or you have any of that uh, sort of function. Well, um, what if the, the IT group has no mechanism to capture that data or certainly anywhere to put it? Okay. Then the marketing team or the education team or whoever came up with this key result would launch something and start trying to measure it and then realize, oh, wait, we didn't have any way to actually measure that. So, right. Right. And we've <laughs> I think we've all been in that situation. So that's the transparency part comes through. You start talking to each other, say, hey, by the way, I've got this thing. I need to be able to measure and capture this rating. What can you guys do for us? Well, we can we can, in IT, we can turn around and say, all right. So an objective is have uh you know, have a measuring mechanism for all online platforms. Right. And the key results being we've uh, implemented the measuring algorithm uh, across five of the top 10 products for this quarter. We've met, we've, uh, you know, et cetera. You go from there. That's in a way. We wouldn't have been spurred to do that had the business not demanded from it uh, at a different place in the business. So, and that's back to your points earlier about when you're writing the key results, making sure that there's something that is uh, not just yes or no, because I, I was I was going to try to catch you there. I thought you were going to give me a yes or no, but then you said from five to 10, which means yeah. it's incremental. Yeah. So you can make progress. So clearly you're a learned student on the OKR <laughs> so far. Snatch the pebble from my hand. Yeah. You're, <laughs> darn, I studied so hard for this. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I think that's a good example. And, 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 so what I started thinking about too is, and just bringing out kind of the, the cynic part of it. Okay, so, so what? So now we have, have you, I guess the bottom line is, has you found this to really be helpful and move your unit and the whole company along and things are better than they were before? Um, too early to tell, it's exciting. Yeah, so I, I think all of that is true. Uh, all of that. All right. The, 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 here's the thing. I think OKRs in and of themselves are... I mean, they're they're energizing and they're powerful. Yes, 
but it's just like buying technology, expecting it to solve a problem by itself, right? We know that that's not necessarily true. It, it, there's more to it than just buying a piece of hardware or buying a piece of software. Um, OKR, if you, uh, if you want to look at it that way, right, it's sort of cultural software. Um, it's something you install, but the, but the people running it have to actually be, be into what's going on there. And so I say all that because it's, it's, I, I use this, this a lot with my team about the cave paintings. If somebody were to walk in and look at the cave paintings, what would it tell you about what was, what, what culture was living there? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, OKRs, I think are a cave painting of a culture already in transformation. So you would probably also see a bunch of other things happening at that business that align and energize to make OKRs work. I know maybe a little hippy dippy, but no, I don't think so. I was just sitting here thinking, uh, I forgot who I was dealing with and I only studied OKRs. I forgot to look at cave paintings and related works right, <laughs> for this conversation. Well, art, art history is an important <laughs> course in college for those of you that didn't take it. I was like, oh, I didn't study the cave paintings. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, I, that's the thing is I think OKRs alone aren't, aren't the thing, um, but they do point to something bigger than that. And, uh, you know, I didn't tell you as we've had some, some transformation around Scrum. I brought that up earlier. There's a reason because it all sort of starts tying together um, and how the teams work. So where are we? Like, I, I would say uh, looking at it right now, only really uh, a year in a full year in of practicing, if you will. And that, that was something mm -hmm. we talked about a lot, which like, this is like going to the gym. We're gonna have to do a lot of reps of this to yep. try to figure, to get good at this. And I think we're positioned for 2021 right now in a great next step, which is we took the time to do the exercise required to build organizational OKRs. And I think those are gonna be really important because for the first time, they have key results that we can measure change on and they're going to uh, prompt the rest of the business on lo at looking at those and really thinking, all right, what are we gonna do to make those, those key results change over the next five years? Um, so, uh, so it's an evolutionary step, but I think, I think we're in a great, great shape right now for 21 on that side. And, and have you seen, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to be, I didn't mean to be cynical or even bring that out, but I, I do think that the reality is we do need change, especially like you said, uh, you're, you're, I've been around longer than you and you do need something every, whatever it is, five years, 10 years, that's similar to what you were doing, but it's different enough to get you excited about doing something that moves the needle or the ball down the field or whatever you want to use as an analogy. And, and you just want to be able to see things get better in some way. So you reinvent a couple things and twist a few other things and, and then you're, you're energized again. And I, I guarantee, or I, I don't guarantee, but I, I imagine you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't seeing it yield some results as far as being, you know, Intellios being a better place to work and, and breaking down silos with the transparency and reaching more goals. I imagine those things are all true. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and, and I've heard it from people. Again, the OKRs in and of themselves, by themselves, wouldn't be enough. Um, but in, in a collection of things and actions you're taking in the organization, that I have certainly heard that. And um, yeah, pe people, you know, different levels. It, it, it's, not a, it's not a unified sort of absorption rate. Like, not, like nothing is like that. Right. But, um, but, it, but it, it has been pretty uh pretty cool to see happen well just to give everyone some insights and not to be negative but to give some insights into what people struggle with so maybe they can head it off at the pass 
because as I've as I've read about this, as we've talked about it at Delcor, uh, like I said, I think you and Tim, when you did the session, probably lit some fires in a number of organizations that were listening to the two of you about, hey, this seems really great. It's really simple. It's objectives and key results. We can do this, yeah. right? And next thing you know, you're off to the races and you're you're not as far along the track as you thought you were. So what do you think people struggle with that they can try to get ahead of on the education piece or the thinking through piece before even attempting to write, attempting to write an OKR series of statements? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, the, I've, I've raised it a few times. I'll stick with it. Number one theme is outputs versus outcomes. Okay. You want you want outcomes in your in your key results. You do not want outputs. And uh, again, on the face of it, that seems sort of oh yeah okay I get that. Those are two different words. Uh, but really, what does that look like um, when you start writing stuff? And I'll go back to that example, you know, earlier just to refresh people's mind of, you know, the person that's that's has a goal that says, hey, call call 10 people today. Oh, yeah, that's an output of work, right? Mm -hmm. You can measure that and yeah, it's 10, I called 10 people. But the consequence of calling those 10 people is what? And that's what people aren't used to asking that next question is what is the, con why am I assigning this work yeah. to somebody? What's the consequence of that, right, for the business? And so, and so the outcome in that example, depending on what, what you're doing, why you're calling people, it could be for fundraising, right? And then let's use that. I mean, the nonprofit sector does some, some campaigns like that, appeals. So uh, I can call 10 people, but I want an average donation value of $15 per, per call or per, per quarter or whatever it might be. There's your, there's your outcome, right? That's the, that's the consequence of you bothering to call anybody at all. Right. Right? So, um, so I think that's a big one. I think people will really, really, we have everybody I talk to. Um, I know you and I, I we shared a, a story at one point um, about working with this group out of Australia. And I came to the table, interestingly, I don't know why, but I came to the table with the concept that this struggle between outputs and outcomes was a, was a uniquely American business problem. Right. And the good news is that it isn't. And it's a human problem. Um, at, well, at least... Okay, I'll I'll bound it even more. At least it's just an American and an Australian problem, or, or yeah, South Pacific, because there was many people on that call I was on from the the southern sort of Asia Pacific region, and they all said the same thing: is like, yeah, we can't. It's the biggest. It's the hardest thing we do is try to figure out what an output is versus an outcome. And that might go back to you know our history as a manufacturing right culture. Yeah, outputs were the important part, right? We we produced a certain number of something, and that was success, right? right. And so that's how we measure it. That's right. Uh, I I worked these many hours. Uh, yeah, I made these many widgets. Right. Um. And and you know that measurement has uh, has a place. Right. In an assembly line. <laughs> yeah, and and we're still trying. It's kind of like the same way we measured software. This is what sometimes when I talk about in in my class about. You know, we, we came from the manufacturing background, so we went down the waterfall path because we had to make sure what we the widget was going to turn out exactly right and exactly the same every time. Well, we have to unlearn that for systems development, just like we have to unlearn it for measuring things like the OKRs and outcomes. And I understand what you're saying about how difficult it is to make that transition. But when you run into that and in your experience, when you recognize an outcome that's, you know, an output that's masquerading as an outcome, 
do you just say, do you just rewrite it and fix it? Or is there a tribunal ceremonial meeting that you have to go to? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Festivus. First, the airing right. of grievances. Right? <laughs> the airings and the outputs. <laughs> yeah, the airings of the outputs. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I, early on, I got the sort of the, the label of the parliamentarian at work around this kind of thing. And um, so you do get that label eventually. But um, <laughs> you, ins you inspect. The goal is to convert it to an outcome. I think some, some of the times what happens is that you realize that yeah, yeah. Why are we working on this again? What, why am I measuring this? And you throw it away. That's awesome. And you try something else, right? That's perfect. Um, coaching is going to be important. You know, we talked a little bit about you know maybe how to how does this look at the organizational level embedding it. Uh, be prepared to do a lot of coaching with people. You know, you're going to need more than one expert or expert. You know, one more than one person sort of passionate about it to help uh, more than help an entire organization understand it. But um, yeah, I like look, I expect quarter one, 2021 to still have a collection of key results masquer you know, outputs masquerading as outcomes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, you leave it up to the individual company to figure out when when to really start shaming those. But shame. Yeah. Shame, shame on your outputs. But, but but Q1, I think we're still gonna be okay with with having some of those as people sort of get it. Um I think you could bake a lot of fun into the whole from taking the pop culture references that have already come up. You can do a whole yeah. right <laughs> series of ways to shame people from their outputs to turn them into outcomes oh, and so yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, and, and realize that's part of the spirit, right? This can't, this, right. this doesn't need to be like this super serious thing. Right. I mean, you know what you're getting out of it, but it doesn't have to be a super serious thing. And, and sure, have a, have some fun, maybe gamifying it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've mentioned some things that folks struggle with and kind of my last topic, and I could talk to you about this for six hours, but my last, one of my last thoughts is, is this, was is this at all a D, is this all a DIY initiative for you? Were there any consultants or systems or was it all exploration come back? I, and, and, and my question with a, a, something I read about was an OKR ambassador was appointed within the organization. I mean, how, how do you, how do you go from here? How do you go from here? Yeah. So I, I think there's two important things. Um, if you can get it, um, CEO or, or C-suite uh, buy-in is, it would be awesome to have. Um, is not a hundred percent requirement, um, especially if you're if you're interested in doing it, maybe just for your team. Mm -hmm. um, then you don't necessarily need it. What you will see is some how how if you don't have that, how you'll find sort of friction points between what the organization is trying to do and what you're trying to measure. Um, but if you can get CEO C suite buy in, that'd be great. Um, Somebody in the organization, at least one person, um, would probably need to take up the role that I sort of took up initially, which was to go do as, as much research as I could um, to try to help people uh, understand it. And the helping people understand it came through a series of retreats. We're really big at Intellius on the retreat idea. Okay. Uh, we do them frequently. We get together and it's just a topic-based thing. So we did a lot of retreats with our, our uh, leadership team. Um, and in fact, uh, in just a couple of days, we're going to be doing the very first uh, interactive community meeting where everybody in the organization is going to get a chance to use a digital whiteboard to 
riff on some ideas or, and how to inform the rest of the business on forming OKRs for itself for this quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we're, we're late, we're late into the quarter or, well, we've already started the quarter, but we, we did this on purpose because we wanted to take this opportunity to do that. So getting a, a group of people in the business, knowing it, um, I would recommend, you may hear that you don't need to have a specialized piece of software to do this. And it's true if it's small enough. I would recommend that you look at a couple on, there's all great SaaS products out there, several of them. Um, I would recommend looking at a few of those and think through that. And um, and then maybe working with a coach, a professional coach. There are, again, all the good news is that because the space has developed over the last years, there are people you can talk to. Um, so uh, I would definitely do that as well, at least to do some some benchmarking with them to, to make sure you're on the right track. And as part of that, was there any change management uh, coaching that was done? I mean, because OKRs are one thing, right? And then this has changed, like we talked about earlier, and not organizations are great at change. But I, I imagine, I'm just thinking about the change management piece. Is that something that's baked into it or is that something that's a sidecar? Oh, man. Course, the hardest question right at the, All at right. the end of this. Yeah, um, I, I wore you down first, then <laughs> I asked. All right, let me let me try to summon up the final forces here. Uh, so change management is a, an obvious part of it because you're you are changing the culture by 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 proxy, if not directly. Mm-hmm. Um, how we did it or how we're doing it, it's not it's a work in progress. Uh, you know, classic change management stuff, sort of set expectations, tell people how, where you are, what the steps are, where you're going to end up. Weirdly, a parallel to OKRs themselves, um, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, you're right. telling people where you're headed and you're going to figure out how you're going to measure how, to, how you're getting, how you're making your way there um, and communicating all the time with people about it, um, not letting it drop away. Uh, in terms of like, oh, we, somebody came up with this idea of an OKR and we're going to do it for a quarter and then we're never going to talk about it again. No, it's right. got to, it, that's, that's the, the evidence. Again, I'll use the cave painting idea. That is the cave painting that it's working is because you're still talking about it quarter to quarter and actively. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot. Yes, it is. Right. <laughs> so, but now that everyone's an expert, they can go off and develop their OKRs. Right. Now we will like um, you, you. We like I said earlier, we will put some uh, links in the show notes as far as some resources. And I know one of the underlying themes that you shared with us a number of times throughout this conversations is that it's simple and it's elegant, but it's not simple to do, right? Yeah. So give yourself a break and take the time to learn. Don't set an unrealistic timeline for implementing something like this. And it's all incremental process or progress rather. That's what I heard you say. Yeah, I, I think that's right. You know, as a musician, how many times do I see somebody on stage and say, I could do that? And then you go try to actually do that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was a lot harder than, it, than he oh. made it look or she made it look on stage. Yeah, I know four chords. So that's me all the time. Like, right, right. right. <laughs> Let's see. Can I do that in four chords? No. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for for jumping on and spending an hour with me here. Uh, it's really helpful to hear. And I know there's plenty of association execs that are going to benefit from the wisdom and experiences you've just shared. So thanks again, Juan. Yeah, Dave, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm really happy to do it, get the word out. And uh, yeah, I think this is a great avenue to do so. So thank you. So that's the conclusion of my conversations with Juan about OKR for now. 
I imagine we'll have follow-up conversations because I found this fascinating. And the more I dig into it, the more I find it fascinating. So thank you again, Juan, for sharing your expertise. Thank you for sharing your resources that are in the show notes. I look forward to continuing this conversation and hearing how you and Intellius are doing with implementing OKRs. Thanks for listening to Reboot IT. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast directory and leave us a five-star review while you're there. You can reach us through the Delcor website and keep up with Dave and the rest of the Delcorians by following the Delcor social media channels. See you next time.